With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's had his heart broken. Maybe my love will come back someday. Only heaven knows. Walked away. Watch the days pass by. And being told to get on his horse. And that's just in the recording studio. Today's guest has reached the lofty heights of the music industry. And the Mojo Show's got him on the line to find out what gets his mojo going. Hey everybody and welcome to the Mojo Radio Show. It's the show about helping you get your mojo working in and out of uh, work. But before we um, before we start the show, mate, um, <laughs> was that you on the voice track? Yeah, it was. Yeah, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the industry, that's what we call a guide track. So if you haven't got voice tracks for something... The, the engineer usually just records it and then you can you know how long the voiceover is going to be and then you prop the proper voiceover in. Problem is, I made that intro earlier this week, but AP's not returning my phone calls after last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're stuck with me on there, I'm sorry. So just to catch you up, folks, if you're listening to the show for the very first time, uh, the backstory is that <laughs> last week on the program we had... One of the world's great voiceover talents, Ella James, live from Los Angeles. And Ella is the navigation voice mm-hmm. in 70% of the world's cars. Mm-hmm. And Ella offered to do a fun voice track for us at the start, at the head of the show, as we say in, this, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And AP heard what we were doing and left a very abrupt <laughs> telephone message on our answering machine. And, uh, in fact, why don't we play it, Robert? Just play it back so everybody can catch up yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, I've got it here. Hang on. Hi, you've called the Mojo Radio Show. We can't come to the phone right now because we're about to start the show. But please, wait for the tone and the boys will be with you shortly. Uh... Hey guys, it's AP here. I thought I was doing the uh, show intro. He's talking about stealing someone's mojo. <laughs> Poor old AP. So he's not returning phone calls, not returning emails. No, he's probably deep in a bottle of red. Uh, Drowning his sorrows. All right. Well, anyway, welcome to the show. We'll uh, we'll chase our voiceover guy up. I'm sure he'll. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back. He'll be back. 
He'll be back. He loves us. <laughs> so if you missed last week's show, it's really worthwhile going back because Ella was, um, she was terrific. I think. Mm. Ella, she's great. She's really good value. She's a lovely lady. Mm. And doing good work. Now, yeah. um, this week's show, uh, we've given you a bit of a clue because the top of the show, in fact, was his music. We've got a mm. guest on the phone in transit, actually, uh, on his way to his home in Nashville. Mm. Uh, but before we start that, a couple, um, couple of bits to drop into the mix. Um, did you see that Australia Post are increasing their prices from, I think, 60 or 70 uh, cents to a, to a dollar buck? or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's big, isn't it? That's well, like, I'm a bit annoyed about that. Yeah. I can understand part of it. I can understand their side of it. But um, it's a big increase, isn't it? Well, it is. And see, I... I personally am one who I if somebody gives me a business card mm. or somebody does something for me I send them a postcard mm. and it's just as a way of saying thanks. Mm. In fact I got a text this morning from a guy saying thank you for the postcard it's nice to get something written in the mail as opposed yeah. to all the bills That's or right. everything else being turns sold on stuff to yeah. say thanks. But gee, to charge me a buck just mm. to send that. Number one mm. I, I think that's a bit bit rich. Yeah. But number two I I don't think See, the, the problem is Australia Post are finding it hard to make revenue. They're going out mm. the back door mm. because we aren't using snail well, mail anymore. Email, yeah. I don't think the issue is charging the people who do use it more no. to use the service. I think that's going to be damaging. Mm. The real issue is that most people don't put um, a mailing address on their websites or their business card. No, and you're right. I don't. No. No. And so what's really hard now is I reckon every... 75% of cards I can find an address, but there's definitely 25 to 50%. Hmm. I just can't find an address, yep. and I don't want to send it by no. like an email thing like everybody else or just yep. a standard email. I think the issue is people aren't putting a mail address out anymore, find so you anything. don't know where to send a card or a letter That's to. That's right. It's tough, isn't it? And what do you do? Do you ring and go, hey, I want to send you a card? What's your address? Yeah. <laughs> it kind so of defeats I, the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a try of posting. I, I just need to do some more thinking to what, getting down to what the real issue is. The real issue is not charging more for it. Mm. The real issue is... Getting more people to use it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Going back to Snama. Mate, you should be in charge. See? <laughs> That's why you earn the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, never survived, buddy. Never survived. Now, um, that was my rant. That was my 20 cents worth yes. this week. Um now, I've been doing some research. Did you see that article? Thinking and research. Wow, you yeah, were busy I've this looked, week. I've had a very busy week. <laughs> Nothing much else to do on the back of the horse. Anyway, but um, have you seen that article about the research done into finding a car park when you go shopping yes. to a shopping centre? Yes, and and I haven't tried it, but yes, it was. I think it was eight and a half minutes. Mm. You're better off waiting for eight and a half minutes than you are driving around the car park. Yeah. Looking for a space or something. So, you know, you go to Westfield mm. and you get there and you drive around and around and around, just mm. wasting fuel and getting mm. frustrated mm. and trying to race people too. Well, the yeah. theory is, and this guy's done research, that if you stop at the near the prime spot you want and just sit in your car idling <laughs> for eight and a half minutes... <laughs> On Facebook. <laughs> yeah, a spot will present itself. And I've been trying it. Right. And? Yeah, and it's working. It's working. Okay. Was that in Bathurst? <laughs> no, I've tried it in rural areas and I've tried it in the city metro areas. Right. But the busiest shopping centres, and then the only caveat is you, you can't stop and stop all the traffic. That's just not going to no, work. Yes, please don't stop in the middle of the But you've got to be people. able to get over to one side and have traffic go around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is surprising. I have found it's been less than eight minutes. Mm. Are you suggesting we wait in a disabled spot? Ooh, listen, you. Okay, memo to self. Next week, try this spot. So anyway, that's my uh, that's my bit of research. I'm going to try that now. Oh, it really yeah. is worth 
trying out with mm. the fuel cost being so expensive yep. and you just get frustrated yep. and you're just driving around. But if you pick the most, and they'd say pick the highest traffic area, mm. sit with your blinkers on, get out of the way and just sit there. It is surprising how quickly those really good spots turn over. Okay. Well, the local shopping centre here is apparently one of the highest grossing shopping centres in Australia. So obviously one of the busiest. So I'll give it a go up there and see. I'll, I'll start the stopwatch and see mm. how we go. There you go. <laughs> Crack the magic eight and a half minutes. <laughs> right, report back to us. I All will, right. indeed. We should report on this week's show, I think. We should report on this week's show. Let's go. Help us get the Mojo Radio Show on the iTunes What's Hot list. Hit up the Mojo Radio Show and leave a comment now. Oh, and please... You are such a disappointing pair. Be gentle with us. So, Gary, we played it in the intro, but I'll play it again now. You would know this song. I worked on that album launch for Rick okay, back right. in maybe the 90s. Mm, it was been early 90s, yeah. Early 90s. And he, we did a lot of stuff. Rick was one of the most accommodating, nicest blokes to work with. Mm. And we did loads of stuff with outside broadcasts and breakfast shows mm, mm, and, mm. and stuff with our uh, with, the, with punters. So yep. um, what's whereabouts is he now? He's over in the States. He's living in Nashville. So, um, so yeah, so so I've had a bit to do with him over the years, uh, a bit at Triple M. And, and also when I left there, another radio station that I worked at, we actually did a track-by-track track on one of his albums. Yeah, and right. so he spent a day in the studio with me. Really, As you say, a really lovely guy yeah. and still very accommodating. But um, we've actually got him on the show this week. Sweet. Get him on. Yeah, here he is. Re- uh, good friend of the Mojo Radio Show, Rick Price. Welcome along. Thank you. What a pleasure to be, uh, be on the show with you guys. Now, Rick, um, are we right in saying you're now based in Nashville? Yes, I've been, uh, I've been living in, in, uh, in Nashville for a little over five years now. It started out as a sort of an expedition, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just find myself uh, basing out of here and being able to sort of get across to Europe and different places pretty easily. And I get back to Australia very regularly. So I don't really base out of anywhere, I think, because I travel so much. But but if I was to say, where do I base out of, I would say Nashville, yeah. We should also set the scene, Rick, that you're actually in a car driving your way across the United States because you've been snowed in for the last couple of days. Is that right? That's absolutely right, yes. I've been uh, playing shows in Oklahoma City and, um, and I couldn't, you know, we had a snow and ice storm yeah. and uh, the roads and airports were closed. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm driving now. So I've just passed through Arkansas and it's about 5.30 p.m. Yeah. There might be a song in that, Rick. <laughs> Mate, my favourite restaurant in the world is in Oklahoma City and it's called the Cattleman's Cafe. Why doesn't that surprise me? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's right outside the, the world's biggest stockyards in Oklahoma City and uh, we were driving into there on our honeymoon, my wife and I, and the the book we had said, if you are a carnivore, this is carnivore's heaven, you've got to go to the Caliban's Cafe. <laughs> and the guy who runs the cafe, <laughs> the guy who runs the cafe won it in a game of craps. <laughs> and the guy, he put up his cafe against the other guy who put up his life savings. And the guy won it and he won the cafe and uh, it is the best steak restaurant I've been to anywhere in the world. It's brilliant. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that wow. area, mate. <laughs> yeah. 
There's a, a song in that. Fantastic story. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's certainly a song in that. I, uh, I, love, I love Oklahoma City. It's, uh, it's really fun. I've been there quite a few times, played quite a few shows there. So, Rick, um, I know you're a guy who, you're a singer-songwriter who's followed his dreams. Um, tell, tell me about your dreams because you've been, you know, at the top of your game now for three decades in different parts of the world. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As, uh, tell, me, tell me about this, as a singer-songwriter following your dreams. What, what were the dreams you had when you were a kid and how have they presented themselves, you know, to this day? Well, uh, I was a child performer. I grew up in the country in a little town called Bird Desert in Queensland near Brisbane. And we had a family band, and we played all the barn dances and the school dances. And, you know, I played at country dance for the years. And, and then I started playing shows in Brisbane and, and uh, you know, that kind of thing. And that was just always my dream. You know, my dream was uh, to, you know, to somehow try to become Elvis, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I grew up listening to, you know. Like my mother, my mother just played Elvis records when I was a kid. So I just thought that that was music, you know. You yeah. had to be Elvis. Like, or if it, I thought there was some way that you could actually really truly be Elvis. And it took me a while to figure out that uh, that, that wasn't possible. But um, yeah, look, it took me on a great sort of journey of uh, you know playing in bands, playing lots of instruments, and then I started to to write songs because I realised. The only way I'm going to get to make records and have a real serious career is I've got to move away from playing other people's music. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong mm. with that, but I knew I had to make my own statement. So, and singing and playing instruments was very natural for me, but songwriting was something I've, I've really had to work at, and I still do. Mm. Um, so, you know, fast forward to sort of my mid 20s. Um, and I did, I did a big commercial for the Australian, uh, you know, uh, celebration of a nation, uh, the bicentennial commercial, and that sort of put me on television. And you know, I started having publishers and record companies approaching me about, you know, making records. And you know, I got a record deal with Sony, and there I was driving down William Street you know, from the Coca-Cola sign in Sydney and one night and my song comes on the radio and I and I realised, well, there it is. You know, my my childhood dreams have come to fruition. Mm. And, uh, you know, I've just continued to write and make albums all the way through. And some of the albums, you know, some songs have been hits and some haven't. And uh, what I've come to realise is that I've got to follow my own internal voice because there will if you've got any level of talent there'll always be people that have ideas and suggestions for you some of them helpful and some of them not you know sometimes people like agents or management or record companies will want to take you in their direction to make a fast dollar or to just 
to be successful. And that's a wonderful thing, but if it's not doing what you want to do, uh, you know, if you're not being successful doing what you want to do, i.e. your own songs or whatever, then you could end up, you know, miserable in a, in a career. And some, some advice I've been given has been excellent, and I've used it, and it, I've benefited from it, and some of it has not been helpful. Mm. Has Nashville, as a, as a, a city had an influence on your music and your way of thinking, Rick? Yes. I think, I think the environment that you're in will always have some kind of effect on you. You know, I could set up my studio in, the, in a country farmhouse and be perfectly happy, uh, but I do, like, I do like what's going on in Nashville. I like the fact that... Uh, you know, I go out and play songwriter rounds every once in a while, uh, you know, for no money. I just go out and play with other songwriters. So there's a sense of community. Um, it's also, you know, a, a pool of incredible musicians. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so any recordings that I do, I can, you know, for instance, I just finished recording an album and I had uh, Dan Dugmore who played pedal steel on Blue by You for Linda Ronstadt and he played in James Taylor's band for years. You know, he came over to my house and my studio in Nashville and brought his pedal steel and just played this magnificent, you know, uh, pedal steel all over my record. Those kind of things are fantastic. So what can we expect from your new project? I know I want to talk about a couple of things. Like what can we expect with this influence on this new album? And is it a is it a, a a progression from the water's edge? Is it different to heaven knows? Like, what what's what's the influence behind that? What can we expect from Rick Price? And secondly, how have you gone about doing it through Pledge Music? Because I think that's a really interesting model of how things are changing in the music industry, isn't it? Yes, it is indeed. Um, look, it's a natural progression musically. I follow my internal voice. I don't really sit down and think, you know, I, I want to make this kind of record or that kind of record. Sometimes those thoughts will come into my mind, but they don't, they don't carry much weight because once I sit down to write music, what's there is going to come out uh, all by itself. It's like, um, in other words, when I'm writing songs, I get still and quiet and I'm off by myself and I'm tuning into my own internal radio station, if you like, and I'm just listening to what's there, and I'm just following my natural instinct. So sometimes mm. I'm as surprised by what I write as other people, you know. Uh, but this new album is called Tennessee Sky, and it's a real mix. It's a mix of sort of gospel, old-school kind of gospel songs, uh, old old school kind of soul songs. Uh, there's rhythm and blues in there. There's uh, there's an a cappella song that, that closes, which is like an old, like really way, way, way back old Irish or Scottish folk song. Hmm. You know, there's those elements in there as well. So it's, it's quite sort of broad. But uh, I think what I'm getting from this new music then, because I've been out playing it live, is it's really uplifting. Um, Hmm. And that's what I want. I know I know how to sort of sing a ballad and break people's hearts, if you like. But I've always <laughs> wanted to have sort of up 
you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to write more, write more uplifting stuff, you know, stuff that's uh, sort of like really soulful in the groove. Because I grew up playing, you know, I was in a rhythm and blues band for years playing bass and singing, and so I'm really familiar with that kind of the, the R&B side of, of stuff. So there's a lot of different things coming out in my, my music now, which is really great. And uh, as far as the pledge campaign goes, that came to my attention uh, a couple of years ago, actually, through various artists. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but a guy I really like is a guy called Josh Rouse, and he's a Nashville guy who now lives in Spain. And he did a, a pledge campaign, and I thought, that's interesting. Then then I saw Ricky Lee Jones doing one, then I saw uh, oh. Rufus Wainwright uh, doing a, uh, a pledge music campaign, and, and that was really inspiring. So I went on and I had a look at that. I thought, oh, that's really interesting because I suppose I was concerned that people might think, well, you know, why is he asking us to pay for his record? Why doesn't he just pay for it himself? And I looked mm. at the model and uh, and I realized that it's more than just getting your record funded. It's a real way of connecting with your audience in a really deeply personal way. I've shot about Oh, probably 30-odd videos, I think, something like that, something crazy, um, during the process of the recording. and So I'm really giving, you know, I just put my iPhone up and I'm giving people a, a really up-close personal look at how I'm recording the music, how I'm writing it, how I'm putting, you know, the different budget troubles that I'm having or, you know, the business side of it. And uh, the... My audience has found that really, really interesting. And what's come out of it is two really good things. One, you know, I, I, uh, I'm able to, uh, you know, raise a budget for the record instead of having a record company having yeah. to put the money yeah. up. Mm. And yeah. when a record company puts the money up, they're happy to put the money up, but they want you to pay it back three or four times over. And, you know, and it doesn't really make yeah. sense anymore. You know, so all of us artists were, you know, if you have a record that doesn't do so well, you can really go kind of into debt with the label. So this way, you know, people are just simply, they're not pre-ordering the record. So it's a, it's a win-win situation. Mm. And also the other great thing that comes out of it, as I say, is this really wonderful connection that you get with your fans, with the people that follow your music. You know, I've had so many people write to me and say, you know, Rick, uh, your song, You're Never Alone, uh, we, we played that, uh, you know, when when our son was being born or we played it at his, you know, uh, his uh, birthday party or we played it at some big emotional event, you know, confirmation at church or all kinds of different things. And that stuff's like, you know, you can't buy that kind of thing. That's just... That's a very powerful experience that you can share with people. And it would probably be fair to say, wouldn't it, Rick, that when the album's out, um, they will also be your PR. Exactly, because they are, they've been part of the making of the record. Yeah. And, mm. you know, they're going to tell, tell their friends about it. Because the point is, people aren't necessarily buying newspapers anymore and uh, magazines, yep. uh, they're, they're online all the time. Mm. You know, everything's online, and it's gone back to this lovely kind of word-of-mouth thing because yep. Facebook and all the social pages is 
the sort of the high-tech version of word of mouth. Mm. It just travels a hell of a lot faster now. Mm. Mm. Speaking, of the, speaking of the online thing, Rick, how do, you, how do you find or how do you deal with or are you conscious of when you're writing or when you're putting together an album, are you conscious of um, what's the single or, you know, what, what, what's, what's the first thing that's going to go up on iTunes or are you purely and, 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 and solely writing for yourself or is that, is, is that thought somewhere in the back of your mind, though, that somewhere in here I need to find a single or do you not really think about that? No, I do think about that uh, because I think it's a natural thing for me. I'm a commercial songwriter in a way. Like mm. I instinctively will write uh, sort of catchy melodies. Mm. I want to write. I want to write melodies that stay with people. Yeah. And so I love a really good, simple melody that's memorable and sort of pleasing to the senses and to the ear. And and I always pretty much write the music first. Yeah. And if I feel like I've got that, yeah. then I will take the time to put a lyric to it. So, you know, in essence, when I write my records, uh, songs for my records, I'm pretty much like writing 10 singles in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you want you wanting to. <laughs> that's, that's the dream. Yeah, yeah I want more <laughs> to be here. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just curious on your... Uh, creative process, your writing process, do you have any rituals and non-negotiables or do you have any systems you use in the writing process? Do you journal? Do you have a way of capturing it? Do you have certain times of the day? Is it organic? How, how, what's, what's your process like? I visualise songs. Songs are like movies to me. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I don't just hear the song. In fact, I see the song a lot more than I hear it, if that makes any sense. It's yeah. like uh, I might be visualizing, uh, you know, how, the, how is this song going to work on stage? Or if I were on stage... What kind of music would I want to be playing? How do I, what do I see happening? Mm. And uh, so I'm driven by, you know, some preconceived ideas. Like I, I, I do, I know that I have these thoughts in my mind that says I really want, I want some up-tempo music. And somehow I seem to start getting that. But sometimes I'll get a little line or a catchphrase or something like that uh, and the music at exactly the same time. But I, I really do feel like you must have a, an, ins, an inspiring, uplifting, uh, moving piece of music. Because if the music is boring, it doesn't matter how great your lyric is, it's, the song's going to fall flat. Mm. It just will, you know, because the music is the part. It's like that mystical thing that reaches into a person's spirit and touches them. And then 
the words come and, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but there's some of my favourite songs I wouldn't have a damn clue what they're about. (laughs) (laughs) True. Like, I've I've got to go back and figure out really what that song is about. I don't know, but I love the song, and that's the evidence to me that the music is really, uh, the play is a very powerful component of the whole thing. Yeah. But, um, and then, yes, I do journal. And I do map songs out. Sometimes I'll write a letter about the song. Sometimes uh, I'll map it out and say, you know what, where do I want to end up with this song? What do I want to achieve lyrically once I've got all the music? Mm. What do I want to say here, you know? Mm. And and when the song finishes, what do I want to achieve, you know, with the listener? Mm. Do you have a feeling as a songwriter that you haven't written your best song yet? Yes, I do. Because sometimes I'll write something and I'll think, my God, where did that come from? I'm never going to write something that good again. <laughs> like, for instance, uh, this this song that I've I've just recorded on the Tennessee Sky album. Uh, the closing song on the album is this a cappella song. Like I was saying, it's an old. It's like an old Irish Scottish folk song. Mm. And a lot of the melody came to me while I was driving in the car, and then I wrote the lyrics and the rest of the melody. I wrote the, the song with uh, with a long-time co-writer, Heather Fields, who also lives in Nashville. And we wrote Heaven Knows together and River of Love and Bridge Building Man and Love Never Dies, a lot of songs. Wow. And she now lives in Nashville, so we've sort of come mm. full circle and uh, we're writing songs again together. But... Um, yeah, I think I think what happens is, uh, as a songwriter, I understand that it's kind of, in some way, it's a, it's a mystical process, and there's no guarantee. So, you know, every time I finish writing an album, I think, well, I have really no idea where the next batch of songs is going to come from, and I don't know whether I will be able to do it. Yeah. Hey, um, a couple of quick things before we let you go, mate, because um, just on Tennessee Sky, when can we, I for one, looking forward to hearing this album um, of 10 mega hits. Um, mate, when can, we, um, when can we expect that out? Uh, I, look, I would certainly say it'll be out in uh, uh, like the first of May. Sweet, okay. And um, am I right in saying that you're going to be in Australia soon uh, doing a show in, in May at the same time? Yes, I am. I'm doing several shows, actually. I'm coming out to revisit uh, the John Denver story, which is going to be really fun, which I really enjoy. It's great to sort of just uh, step out of my own music and my own, uh, you know, uh, songs and do the John Denver story. I, I really enjoyed doing it last time, and we're doing another brief run, I think, for about four weeks. And uh, then I'm going to take a little break, a little holiday with my wife, and then uh, and then I'll be back to play my Tennessee Sky Tour, the solo show, uh, in July. Nice. Sweet. Well, we'll... Um We'll put a link up to the John Denver story dates in the show notes, sorry, Robbo, and then yep. um, if you let us know your dates for July, we can um, we can do that as well. Mate, we'd love to um, to help with whatever we can in May, so if you want to um, let us know the album is out, we can uh, let our guys know what's going on because I, I, for one, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Oh, look, that's, uh, 
that would just be fantastic. Uh, thank you. I'd appreciate that support. Um, I'll make sure that that Kat gets a copy to you and you get, uh, you know, you get all the preliminary uh, information about the record to a date. So I'll make sure you have all of that. We'll definitely do that. Hey, listen, before you go, too, there's there's one more question I've got to ask. Yeah. Um, which has always fascinated me, and, there's, and, and I get different answers from different artists and songwriters when I ask it. But is there a song in your repertoire that you ever get sick of playing? Uh, yes. Yeah, there are probably several mm. that, <laughs> that I uh, kind of, I lose, you know, I fall out of love with them, so to speak. Mm. And then I can sometimes fall back in love with them. Yeah. You know, Heaven Knows was one of those songs where I just thought, you know, there was there was a period of, uh, oh, probably, you know, a couple of years where I just thought, I, I, I just really don't want to play this song. Yeah. Um, because I, I just got... I got sick of it. I thought, I, I can't hear myself. Sounds like I'm a, a whining, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a whining mess. Yeah. But, but I've fallen back in love with the song again now and, yeah. I'm, and I'm playing it at every show. Is, and, and it's funny, Rick, the reason I asked that question, and, and it's interesting that you say Heaven Knows, because it's probably the yeah. song that owes you the most, right? Or the song that I owe the most to, you know. It's, yeah. been, uh, it's opened so many doors for me, that song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause, uh, for Jimmy Barnes, it, it, funnily enough, it's Flame Trees. You know, and, and he said the same thing. He said, "I go, I go through these stages where I've got to play it in every show, and then I go through stages where it's like, my God, if I have to play that f- song one more time, I think I'll knock myself." So <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I identify with that. Rick, uh, we'll let you go. Um, are you still taking? Is the pledge music campaign still going? Are you still taking pledges, or is that done? No, we are still. We're still open for business. Uh, so Brilliant. people can pledge all the way up to the 24th of April. Sweet. Okay. So can we send people to rickprice.com.au for that? And the reason I ask, Rick, because I went through this and had a look at what you're doing and stuff, what I thought was super cool for our listeners to know that by making pledges, there are things like dinners, uh, I correct me if I'm wrong here, but writing sessions, recording sessions, jam sessions, the album itself, there's all sorts of different things that it come with pledges, uh, which I think is just such a, a cool thing. For, so for the real fans who are right behind you, Rick, they should go to rickprice.com.au to make a pledge and check all this stuff out. Is that fair? Yes, that's the easiest way to get to the, uh, to the, uh, the pledge campaign website. If you go to my website... Right. It's on the front page and all you've got to do is click the button and you're there. Excellent. Well, that's great, mate. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a blast talking to you, i got to say. Yeah, loved it. Uh, likewise. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. All right, mate. And uh, safe journey home in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm taking it very easy. Yeah. All right, Rick. Good Excellent. luck with the album too, man. Take care, boys. See you, mate. The Mojo Radio Show. Yeah, Robbo, one of the things I'm really enjoying about the Mojo Radio Show mm. is the fact that our guests are so eclectic. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a bit of a mix, haven't we, over the over the months? Yeah, yeah. And it's good that we can find people that we can extract stuff from to help mm. people get their mojo working. Mm. We've had doctors and sleep experts, business experts, you know, guy building a software company, mm. charitable staff. Yoga. Yoga staff. Mm. We've had people building a coffee company, yeah. money talking on grit. I mm-hmm. mean, and then you get a singer-songwriter 
um, you know, good Aussie guy making his way in Nashville. I think it's um, it's great. A nice guy to, to boot. It's good to see Rick doing well. It's so nice to touch base with him. Yeah, he's always been he's always been contactable. I guess that's probably not the right word, but he's always one of those guys who, no matter how f- well he's been doing, he's always there to, to sort of you know to answer the phone and all that sort of stuff. So, mm. kudos to him, mate. Kudos so, to him. Um, so yeah. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Hello. Oh, oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm just, I'm just actually recording a radio show. Could I, could I call you back in like half an hour? Yeah. Dude. Okay. Thanks. See ya. No, 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 dude. That's that's, that's not cool. <laughs> I'm you, sorry. You know our rules. Yeah, yeah, who, I know. What? Who is it? Uh, it's my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that took a nasty turn, didn't it? Yeah, I know. I know. You, well, you know how I have Crohn's disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, I'm supposed to have had my blood tests done by now and I still haven't had them done. So mm. He's chasing me. So it's probably a good thing I had it turned on, a bit of a gentle reminder. Um, actually, on that, um, mm. why don't we... Because something we talked about with oh, episode seven or nine or something... Oh, uh, with, with Michael. Michael mm. Smith, mm. nutritionist and um, uh, wellness guy in terms of food and health and mm. stuff... Mm. We talked about blood tests very quickly. On we touched the show, on it for a minute, yeah. And we said we would call him mm. when we were getting our blood test done. So, yeah. just before we finish the show, do you want to get Michael on the phone? Let's see if he's and around. Yeah, we should ask him if you are going to get your blood test done. What do we ask for? Why don't, why yep. don't we do that? Let's, let's um, I'll jump onto Skype. Hang on, it's ringing. I wonder oh, if he's it's getting... Michael. Hey, there he is, Michael. How are you? It's Robbo and Gary. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Good, thanks, buddy. So, mate, uh, just a quickie, actually. Um, Gaz and I are sitting here in the studio, and I actually just got a call on air from my my doc chasing me up for um, for my blood test. And we we remembered talking to you uh, a couple of months ago about um, about blood tests and all that sort of stuff. And we were just sort of wondering, you know, I've I've uh, I've got the usual stuff that they'll look at for Crohn's, but to really dig a bit deeper and really sort of make sure that my body's working at its best. You know, so my so my mojo is as high as it can be. Um, what other what other sort of things should we look at, and, and in regards to, to blood tests, and um, and what are some of the other things that maybe doctors don't ask to, to have a look at that maybe we should be? Well, it's, it's good to have your blood tests done every year, so you can compare results from year to year and see what's you know good for you. So if you're getting your cholesterol done, if you're not getting the results. The doctor might say everything's good, everything's good. Then one day he's like, well, you, you need to take some medication. Your cholesterol's high. But if you can start tracking it over time and you can see if it's moving in a good or a bad way, you can take more control yourself on your health. Mm-hmm. Is there just one standard blood test or are there different sorts? I mean, I, I've heard you use the term markers before. What do I ask for? Like, Do I just walk into a blood test shop and ask for tests? No, you need to get a referral either from someone like myself or a doctor. And doctors generally do what's called a full blood count, which mm. looks at electrolytes, kidney function, liver function, white blood cells. And commonly I'll see people and they'll tell me that they're not feeling well, but their blood tests have come back and everything's fine. So those basic blood tests, they can pick up some things, but unless you've got like a particular illness, you might need to do some more specialized testing. And that will also depend on the person. Like if you've got a history of cardiovascular disease or high cholesterol, you might want to look into more detailed cholesterol blood tests. What you said about feeling old rings a bell with me because before I was diagnosed with Crohn's, I was still playing rugby. 
and I noticed for the last couple of seasons, I would come up, come off the pitch feeling much more fatigued than I had previously um, and went to the doctor and was basically told, ha ha, you're just getting old. And as it turned out, a few, late, few years later after being diagnosed with Crohn's, was told, well, that was probably the beginnings of it back then. Um, do you notice so quickly in such a short period of time, if your doctor said to you, well, you're just getting old and you think, well, hang on, this has only been going on for the last six months. Do we really notice that quickly that we're getting older? Or is that, should that sound an alarm bell that, hang on, maybe I should get a second opinion? Yeah, you might want to get checked out more because often people, they might be not well feeling, you know, older than they should be. Mm. But if they, if they have a full blood test and the results aren't right, if they modify their diet, lifestyle, take the right supplements to address that, mm. I'll often see people when they're feeling, you know, years later they're feeling, you know, much younger than they have or felt better than they have since they're you know, better, better now in their 40s or 50s than they were in their 20s. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, somebody, we had a, a number of people contact us at the show after your episode uh, on the Mojo Radio Show. And the common thing was, gee, it was great to hear it. I'm feeling tired. I've got no energy. I feel bloated. Um, I wake up tired in the mornings. All the things that we talked about during that episode. If that's the case, they go to a specialist, they get a recommendation to go in and get their bloods done. Tell me that apart from getting the, the normal blood panel, what are the top three markers that you would recommend somebody ask for to give them a really good indication as to whether their mojo is working on the inside? Well, especially on the, the tired, run down, not sleeping well, the number one test I would do for that is an adrenal function test. That looks at cortisol and DHEA. So that that will that will show like how your body's been coping with stress and how much more you have in reserve. So if you have too high or too low cortisol, that's going to lead to a lot of those feeling older before your time feelings. Another one would be a thyroid test. Many times people go to the doctor and I'll, they've had their thyroid test, but the doctor only tests one aspect of the thyroid, the thyroid stimulating hormone. But often that can be normal, but your actual thyroid hormone, T3, can be low, which will lead to that low energy, digestion problems, sluggish feeling. And in someone like yourself, Robbo, if, if, if you'd had a stool test back when you were feeling not well and getting all those mm-hmm. stomach pains, you ha- would have had your Crohn's diagnosed a lot earlier. Yeah. And <clears throat> before more, more damage had been done, so... Mm. A stool test can be great if someone's got uh, digestion yep. problems. Yep, I know that now, <laughs> unfortunately, all too late. And on, on stools, we did put a, a link on the show notes to Michael's show, mm. which was episode seven, to the Bristol stool chart. It's a poo note. So anybody can, yeah, they can, <laughs> not a footnote, a poo <laughs> note. Um, you can go there and click through because it is interesting. And you can also get it done, this, the Bristol stool test chart done as a coffee cup. Uh, for those who are interested, what a great Christmas present. <laughs> Don't for the your cup, though. <laughs> for the person who's got everything. <laughs> so I'm come. sorry, I just got a mental image. <laughs> I'm serious. There is a stool test cup, cup. that you can keep on your desk at work. So every time you be- <laughs> feed the numbers, to inspire two, your you workmates. Can, you can just check in. Imagine having that in the middle of a uh, board meeting. <laughs> As you week. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Here's your stool. 
the guy comes back from a break, looks at the coffee cup and goes, ooh, ooh. Actually, that's an interesting point there, Bob. So anyway, we digress. Sorry, we did digress. Michael, um, <laughs> is there anything in the markers that one should ask for specifically for cholesterol to give us a better indication of where we're at? Yeah, you can test the cholesterol in great detail. The The number one markers to look for is not the total cholesterol, but the you want to have higher levels of HDL and low levels of triglycerides. But if you've been to the doctor and they want to put you on medication, you can do a full comprehensive cholesterol test, which will look at the particle size of the cholesterol. Yeah. It'll look at the levels of inf- inflammation in your body to whether it's going to cause problems. And also uh, markers like VLDL and the LDL subfractions. And what that basically means is what risk you're at of that creating uh, disease. Hmm. You know what we should do, Gary? Yep. How about Michael sends me a list of what he wants to see as well and I'll get it done and we'll send it to Michael and he can do a, um, a bit of a look and, and maybe explain to us a few things that he finds. Is that a good idea? Yeah, I think that'd be great. I, um, I like all this stuff and, and, and uh, you know, I know you're always the, the, um, the voice of reason to say, well, where does this affect Mojo? But if you are not feeling well, and you are mm. bloated mm. and you're not able to go to the toilet, you get up from a chair and you just feel blech, mm. you get 14 hours sleep and drag yourself out of bed, something's yep. not right, that's going to steal your mojo from mm. the boardroom yep. right through to the bedroom. It's going to have an effect. So this stuff, you know, is critically important and I don't think we dig into it in a fundamental way in order to get this sorted because even just hearing Michael talk about that, I personally have a much clearer indication of what I would ask for as a panel. Yep. Um, and I think for you with Crohn's, Robbo, I think you know I think it's a good thing for us to use as a, as a subset in the show hmm. um, because there's a lot of people out there who are going through what you've been through or probably yep. sitting there thinking or going through the same thing now. And yep. the whole cholesterol thing is fascinating. I want to spend more time on that because of particle size, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, the ratios that. Hmm is something that really, you know, is there's a, there's, a, there's a contrary way to think about that to get our mojo working. So, um, yeah, very good idea, mate. All right. When I get the results, I'll fling them back at him. Excellent. Michael, How- thanks for your time, mate. You're a beauty. No worries. And on that mojo, if you end up on statin medication because of un- unnecessarily because of high cholesterol, that's going to affect your mojo because it'll lead to low energy, muscle cramps, pains. and so. Do they really? Any- if you can, yeah, that's all the side effects of statin medications. And for some people, they notice straight away. But for some people, they just they don't realise till about a year later. It subtly catches up on them. So you don't often relate it to the medication, the muscle aches, mm. cramps, fatigue. Yeah, there you go. It's good stuff. Michael, thanks so much for your time. No worries, guys. We'll catch you next time. Yep. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Bill. Good on you, mate. See you, buddy. Getting your mojo working. This is the Mojo Radio Show. Okay, well, I reckon that's just about the mm, show. Not just yet. Just yet. Well, I don't know. Premium, how, how, long, how long is it, Mr. Burt Whistle, since you've actually looked at our iTunes page? Uh, not recently. <laughs> Why? Is there something in the mailbag? Yeah, the mailbag. The old, the old, the old email has bag has rung. Right. So hang on, I've got to play this first to make it official. Have you checked your email this morning, Mulder? No way. Because I received something unsettling, and I wondered if you'd gotten it too. The Mojo Mailbag. So, Amanda Jane has actually left us a, a nice little message Ooh, about many, the show. How many stars was it? It was uh, it was five stars. Five Cha-ching. stars. Cha-ching. 
top of the range. It says, do you want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. These guys are great. It's refreshing to hear a podcast that actually adds value to me and my business and is not full of waffle, advertising and meaningless chatter that wastes my time. Guests are interesting. The guys obviously get on very well together and it's really informative. My goodness. <laughs> I will definitely share this with my friends. Well done, guys. All right. Mm. Five stars. Mm. I, I'm just going to keep my eye on it because I have a feeling she's put that on the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> she, she may well take it down. <laughs> that, um, I've got to say, um, that sort of stuff gets your mojo working, doesn't it? Doesn't it? That Makes is, me want to uh, sit down and do another one. That is so cool. Mm. And uh, being in the studio, uh, completely divorced of the outside world, mm. folks, we really appreciate it. That means a lot to us. So if mm. you've got uh, 30 seconds, go in, drop us a note. Good, bad, Please or do. ugly. Yep. It's not hard to do either. Just jump on iTunes, go to the store, type in the Mojo Radio Show. Yep. yep. And you'll find our page. And then it's uh, ratings and reviews. Yeah, ratings and reviews. And you can insert yep. your own. And if you do it, we'll read it out. And uh, it's good. Mm. We might even send them a postcard. <laughs> we'll invest a dollar. <laughs> That's the show for this week, I reckon. Out. The Mojo Radio Show is produced and recorded in the studios of Voodoo Sound. For more tips and tools to get your mojo working, check us out on Facebook at The Mojo Radio Show or online at themojoradioshow.com. For more about Gary, see GaryBurtWhistle.com or to polish your next audio or video production, check out VoodooSound.com.au and for the right voice, RealTimeCasting.com. Andrew Peter speaking. See you next time.